Thanks for joining the podcast with Tamara Gondor. Conversations with everyday innovators that reject status quo, think differently, and make a positive difference in their world. Listen in so you can ignite innovation, influence others, and make an impact too. And now your host, CrossFit addict, knee-high sock lover, and according to her kids, average cook, Tamara Gondor. Dana, thank you so much for joining me today. I, this is going to be such a wild conversation. I, I just, I can't wait. I am so excited and honored to be here tomorrow. Thank you so much. We are going to rock and roll this. Oh my gosh, there's so much. There's going to be so many insights. Okay, let's just start by getting to know you. What's your favorite innovative brand or business and why do you love it so much? Okay, now I hate to give an answer that everybody else gives, and I might be doing that here, but I'm going to give you a good why. So Apple is who I love, and the reason why, I don't know if this is an urban legend, but what I heard was when they came up with the iPhone, most companies, when they're making their phones, they say, well, what can we do that to work and create something within the machines that we have? Let's make a little bit different design. And urban legend has it that when they came up with the iPhone, they said, tell us what you want to create, and then we'll go out and build the machines to make it. (laughs) So for me, yeah, for me, that's how I want to live my life. I don't want to find a way to adapt what's what's already in existence. I want to be able to think like, what would I do if there were no possibilities and then figure out how to make it work? You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I, I, that kind of working backwards almost, I do think that a lot of businesses fail because they work forward and they are really wrapped up in their product or service, but not what the person on the other end of that actually needs. Yeah. And the bigger picture, like really opening it up and saying to yourself, well, if I were starting today, what would I do? And so then you're not in, in fix it mode. We are trying to see how can I fix the situation we've got. Now you're opened up to possibilities of say, well, what if we just start completely over? What would I do now? And ironically, at least with Apple, in doing so, they actually found out they had a lot of the technology already existed. It was a matter of arranging it in the right way. There you go. See, I don't know. I just, I don't even know the urban legend or if I just made it up in my mind. So I'm glad to get confirmation that it's a true story. Let's go with it, Dana. So, you know, as you and I were talking offline, you have this incredible business that helps people set themselves and create success, really focusing on mindset. But I, before we kind of dig into some of my specific questions, I'd love to understand how you discovered that focusing on your mindset mattered more than the actions and the tactics, because I think that's where a lot of us start. Well, I was really lucky. I went into a corporate job right after high school. So I never went to college, went right into a corporate job because that was kind of the family culture. And it was a cubicle job. And I was miserable there. It was very, and I know some people, it's a really good fit for them. But for me and my personality, it wasn't a good fit. But the benefit they gave at age 19, I was able to go through a course from a man named Lou Tice, who taught me in 40 hours with this corporation everything I needed to know about how the brain works. And I immediately quit the corporate job (laughs) as soon as I got, I'm like, thank you so much for the training. I'm out of here now. And I started what I call my grand adventure. So I started doing all these things like living out of a backpack for 10 years and, you know, worked in film and video and did all these different, wrote a book at 23, all these things. And what I realized was that for me, I had to prove it to myself 
So I could have the concepts about how the brain works and that this is really what's going on and this is why you're getting the results you're getting. But I'm pretty practical. And so I had to just take a leap of faith and try different things and experiment and read more and study and try different things and experiment. And sure enough, when you let your brain convince you that this is how it works, you don't doubt it anymore. You start to realize like, oh my gosh, it is true what they say. Everybody's out there, all these motivational speakers, like what you think about, you bring about and what you focus on grows, but nobody tells you why. And so that was the piece that for me was missing until I went on my own. So let's talk a little bit about the why, because I, I totally agree with you and hear what you're saying around. I've heard, I've read a lot. I read all the the motivational books of you can do it. And I never really believed it. It's like, I want to, like I'm reading it and I'm cheering and I'm doing my, you know, cartwheels, but something is, something's not in alignment. I can never figure out why. So help me understand what, what is that? Why? Yeah. Here's the great part is like the whole train your brain concept. You're going to be able to get it right here in these next sentences that I say, because Excellent. once you, yeah, once you get this piece, you can't go back so just, I'm, I think everybody should have to sign a disclaimer now who's listening, because I'm going to tell you something, and once you hear it, you can never go back and unhear it. They might need it. to pull over. Pull <laughs> over if you're driving. <laughs> That's right. Here's what it is for the after the buildup, is that each and every one of us in our brains, we have a part of the brain called the reticular activating system, which is the RAS or the RAS. And you may have even heard about the RAS before, but the way that people usually explain it is they explain it like you have these beliefs and it's matching up and it felt so like uh, esoteric or so like, oh, what are these unconscious beliefs in my brain that are sabotaging me that are, it's like, you know, brain is sabotager that jumps out from behind a tree and tries to knock you down. And it's so much simpler than that. The reticular activating system is just standing at attention all day, every day, like the little matchmaker that lives in your head, listening to what you're thinking about and what you're talking about. And it's your best friend. If every person now would look around the room or the car they're sitting in and look at the sensations and stimulation and colors and sounds and smells and all of this stimulation in one second of the day, we have billions and billions and billions every single day. And that RAS, that little reticular activating system says, I am your best friend. I'm going to sift through all of this for you, and I'm going to find for you what you're thinking and talking about because I'm the little matchmaker in your head. And anybody who has bought a new car or changed cars or, uh, you know, maybe you got pregnant or your partner got pregnant, you see pregnant women everywhere, maybe you get the new car, you see that same car everywhere, maybe you just have a baby, you see babies everywhere, your reticular activating system is bringing that stuff on your radar. That's what it does. So with a car, I get it. It's funny because I actually recently was looking to buy a Jeep. And all of a sudden, I'm like, God, everybody here has Jeeps. I don't know if it's I can get one. Crazy. But they must. I think they were always there. <laughs> they were always there. It's funny. Um, I want to, if it's okay with you, I want to share what you and I were talking about offline about the peacock feather. Yeah. Um, okay. And kind of looking for stuff because you have some exercises around kind of really bringing this to life. And just for the listeners, I mean, you'll probably do a better job summing it up, but I, but you have this exercise basically where you look for something, right? I see, it's amazing. I see peacock feathers everywhere and you can pick from a bunch of stuff. And as I was sharing with you, I picked peacock feathers because I was like, oh, I'll get her. It'll be hard. <laughs> 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 that was my mindset, which is ridiculous, but th there it was. 
And I didn't pick something easier like roses because I thought, well, obviously those, see those, it's summer. They're everywhere, right? So so sure enough, I didn't see that many of them, but I saw a lot of feathers. And then uh, um, after listening to your debrief, I started to see them because I realized what I was trying to do. I say all that to say that the big aha for me was, oh my gosh, I actively look to make things hard. And I'm probably, my Raz is probably doing that in my business and in my life, just as much as it was in this tiny little exercise of looking for a peacock feather. Um, And I didn't even realize it. Well, that's exactly right. And it is the reason we do that particular experiment in that course is because it does show you, I work mainly with entrepreneurs and it shows you like the things you do when it comes to mindset are the things, same things you do in your business. So, you know, if you have a disbelief in that mindset works, you probably have a little disbelief in that your business is working. You know, you maybe don't have the gift of faith or you can't make that leap. And specifically this exercise that you're talking about, and and everybody here can do something similar to it right now. One of my favorite uh, mantras, we call them mantras, some people call them affirmations or declarations, is blank is so easy. And so whatever you've been having a challenge with, whether it's losing weight or making money or getting clients, I would say to people, for the next three days, four days, whatever, start saying 25 times a day, losing weight is so easy, losing weight is so easy, or making money is so easy, making money is so easy, or getting clients is so easy, whatever it is, because it's almost you. it almost makes you laugh. If you've been struggling with something, it's almost ludicrous to be like, oh yeah, losing weight is so easy. And if you don't argue with it, if you just have fun with it, and you almost laugh at yourself and suspend your disbelief and say it 25 to 50 times a day, what happens is it doesn't take a long time. Within 72 hours, your reticular activating system kicks in and you start to see evidence that it's working. And so the experiment that you did and the one I'm talking about now that everybody can do, what I want you to do is let your brain show you that whatever you focus on, like set reminders on your phones and and put you know little post-it notes up and remind yourself of it. Whatever you focus on, whatever you tell your brain to look for, it will find for you. And so now Train Your Brain is designed to help people be better thinkers. You know, quit thinking on automatic pilot, quit thinking randomly, be a proactive thinker in your head and create the life you want. You know, I think when you think about being an innovator, trying to launch a new idea, trying to maybe make a shift in direction in the business, whatever it is, it it really, if I hear you right, it's the Raz that's telling you, if you say and you believe this will never work, they'll never go for it. Um, there's a lot of reasons why this is going to fail. You're just going to plain and simply find those reasons, not because necessarily that's what's true, but because that's what you're making true. Yeah. You just like you see the pregnant woman and the car and the baby, you will see the examples that it's not working because your brain is your best friend and it's continually looking for things to support you. And so if you are saying how, something how to yourself, tender and sweet, <laughs> it is, it wants to support you. And so one of the things that every one of your listeners can do right now is just start saying, I'm innovative. I'm innovative. I'm innovative. I like being an innovator. I'm innovative. I like, I know I'm innovative. And if that's too strong, then say, I'm starting to feel more and more like I'm an innovator. I'm starting to see more and more that I'm an innovator. It's fun being an innovator. I have a desire to be an innovator. I mean, don't you just feel better even just saying that word over and over again? And what happens is your brain 
will will support it. I, I'll tell you a little story that will kind of crack you up. When yeah. I was twenty something years old, very young, under probably maybe twenty three. Anyway, I was hired as the first employee at a company called Creative Memories. And Creative Memories was a scrapbooking company. There were, you know, direct sales, six consultants nationwide, brand new company. And there was one manager and she brought me in and introduced me to all the other different departments. And every time she'd introduce me, she'd say, this is Dana and she's brilliant. Now I'm 20 something years old and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she's got high expectations. You oh know? no. But she kept saying, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. You're going to love her. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. And I was brilliant. I stepped up. I did some amazing things for that company at a really young age, came up with some really creative, innovative ideas. But I know it was because it was her expectation I was meeting. And we can all meet our own expectation that way. If you call yourself not intuitive, you're not going to be intuitive. But on the other hand, if you allow that part of yourself to grow by starting with the thoughts, your brain will support you and bring you the rest of the way there. Um, I want to ask you a question, though, because you said something about don't argue with it, just say it. And one of the things that you address in your book, um, Train Your Mind, which Laundry, you need to go out and get, um, and then sign up for her online course. I promise you, she's not paying me separately. I just fell in love with her work <laughs> and what the success that it brings. So before we even got on this podcast, I was like, I must have all this. So, but one of the things you really address in your book that I love, and it just gnaws at me when I talk about or hear people talk about affirmations and positive thinking is, um, you know, and I, I've, I've had this experience where I'll set up a great information. Um, my business is going to do 5 million in revenue this year. Mm -hmm. Right. And I could like logistically, if I look at my revenue streams, if I look at what I can offer the world, if I look at my audience, that's possible, but I don't get there because there's something gnawing at me with those affirmations. It's like, yes. I don't really believe them. And I think a lot of people out there experience that this, okay, I've got my sticky notes. They're super freaking positive yet. They don't work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, this is the biggest, uh, I think, I don't know if it's a failing of the positive thinking movement or if it's just bad PR, but the thing with affirmations is that perfect language affirmations, like, like I am abundant or money is flowing to me. Those are all wonderful affirmations. And those work if you're already feeling good. But when most of us, if we've got something that's been an issue for a lot of years, to start saying, you know, I always use an example. I've got a um, somebody we worked with who was shy and he was a filmmaker and he would go to networking meetings and what's he going to do? Start walking around going, I'm an extrovert? You know, it's silly. Right. You know, you're not going to do that. So the word that that I like to give people in these cases is and there's several power words in the English language, but the power word but is one of my favorites. So you can be, let's say, a procrastinator, or you can even think you're not creative or not artistic or not an innovator, right? Anything that you say, well, I'm not going to be able to tell myself an innovator because it's just like my whole life I've never been creative or any of this, right? So first of all, obviously take the assessment if you haven't already taken the <laughs> assessment because you'll see that it'll remind you of who you are in the world. But the if you start talking to yourself in a more gentle way, like I'm not creative or I haven't been creative, but I'm open to seeing myself in new ways. But I do come up with some pretty good ideas. But it's funny how I still 
stand out now and again, but my clients like my style, right? And when what happens, the word but, when it when you say that word, it negates everything that came before it, and it affirms whatever comes after it. And so what we try to tell people with being entrepreneurs is that most of the world is telling you, you can't be successful unless you're different. You need to be an extrovert. You need to be organized. You need to be, you know, not a procrastinator. I mean, it's you, a lot of pressure. You have to be yes, perfect. Exactly. It's all these ways that you're not measuring up. And that's what keeps all of us feeling not capable, uh, playing the comparison game, feeling small, all of that stuff. And what I'm here to tell people, what is primary to my message is that you have everything you need to be successful right now. And in fact, the things that you think you need to change are actually your biggest assets, which is what you're telling them too. This is why we're such a good match, Tamara. And, and the only thing I'm asking you to do is speak about it in a different way. You know, speak about it in a way that you're that it's the thing that's making you successful, not the thing that's holding you back, because then your brain will get on board and support that. You're listening to Conversations with Everyday Innovators on with Tamara Gondor Podcast. Let's take a moment to thank our generous partners that make this possible. I want to take a moment to talk about my friends at Howdy Puppy. Dogs experience all the same problems as humans when it comes to joint pain, anxiety, digestion, and arthritis. A great way to help our four-legged family members with these ailments is with CBD-infused pet treats. Who doesn't like treats? As you longtime listeners know, my Mastiff, Zoe, is part of my family, but is getting older and has some anxiety issues when strangers come around. Howdy Puppy CBD Dog Treats has totally changed her disposition. And I know she feels like her young, energetic, confident self when she gets Howdy Puppy CBD Dog Treats. There are many CBD-infused dog treats on the market, but the truth is that many of them are overpriced and ineffective. We've looked at dozens of CBD dog treats and found most of them disappointing. Howdy Puppy is among the best brands in the CBD pet business. They deliver consistent quality, and their treats look and taste amazing, according to our dogs, of course. The company makes CBD dog treats in three flavors, steak, bacon, and cheese rolls. All of Howdy Puppy CBD treats contain natural ingredients, including high-quality full-spectrum hemp oil, all sourced and made in the USA. Full disclosure, I'm an investor in Howdy Puppy, but before I put my name on the company, I had an independent lab in Denver, Colorado, verify the quality and consistency of their treats. They are truly as advertised. Go online today at howdypuppy.com, link will also be in the show notes, and use promo code TAMARA, T-A-M-A-R-A, that's me, to get 20% off the absolute best CBD dog treats on the market. You will not be disappointed. Howdypuppy.com, promo code Tamara. Don't let them suffer needlessly. Let them enjoy life too. So give me, you. we kind of moved on with some stories, but give me some examples of, th- if I'm busy, overwhelmed, give me yeah. some examples of, and you said them a little bit in the beginning, but I want to make sure we repeat them so people really hear it and internalize it. Some phrases we can use to get ourselves and our mindset out of that. The ones I should have had after being called into my boss's office. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, great question. And and remind me, if you want to come back and I can talk about dealing with other people too, let's come back around to that too. So, So 
when you're doing this, the thing I gave at the beginning where I say you can just say losing weight is so easy or uh, being relaxed is so easy, whatever it is. And those are mantras. But the way I like to find mantras for myself, find some some phrase that's a big feel-good phrase, is I like to just try on a bunch of different ones. So you're in a moment, you're having a moment of overwhelm. And at that point, that's what we call the wake-up step. Step one, be aware, wake up. Do I, and then step two is the decide step. Do I want my reticular activating system to keep matching up this thought? I'm so overwhelmed, I'm never going to get it all done. Hold on. Do I want my RAS to keep matching that up? If not, then step three is where all the work is. I must find a way to talk about the current situation in a way that feels good. Because step four, you want to feel good. You want to get those juices flowing. And so when you're in that moment, you're like, okay, what would I say to my best friend or my child, what would I say? Well, I would probably say like, well, it's going to be okay. You're going to get it all done. Just relax and ease back a little bit. Take a deep breath and realize like, okay, what's important in life? What's important to me? I know what's important is I'm here for happiness and I want to feel good. And so I'm just going to take it easy and breathe and relax. And I'm a responsible person. And I know that about myself. And I do the best that I can in any given moment. And I'm doing the best that I can here. And I know that my history shows that things work out for me and that things happen in in good timing. And I love that about myself. I love that I can focus my brain. I love that I can think one thought after the other. It's nice to think thoughts that feel good. I love that I'm using my brain in this way now and relaxing myself and feeling better. And I know it's a really short amount of time before I start to feel the shift. And I love that as I start to feel better in my body, I start to get access to even more and more sentences. I love that I can believe in this and trust in this and feel hopeful. And when I feel hopeful, things work out better and I am hopeful and I like that. It's easy for me to feel hopeful and go to hope and I love that I can move in a better direction and that I know I'm my best self when I'm feeling good and so I'm using this as a practical tool to become my best self. I know I'm more productive when I feel good. This is really nice and feels good and so you do those sentences and you can see we did it for what, 60 seconds? Yeah. And you start to feel the emotional shift and then your brain will take you the rest of the way and this is the quote-unquote work. We like to call it the play. This is the play. You've heard me at least twice on today's show say sentences where I go, okay, hold it, not that one. Let's do this one. Okay, hold it. That's not right. Let's do this. And that's what we do. You can feel it if it's not right. And if it's not right, you go, okay, hold on, do over. <laughs> try a different I, one. I really like the lack of judgment in the process. I think we try to get it right, right away. Or, or there are phrases that like, maybe because it's the popular narrative, we think, well, that's how I should be saying this. That's how I should be feeling. But your process really, I think, allows you to just open up and because you, you can't actually innovate and analyze at the same time. Your brain can't do both. So true, what you're yeah. doing is really innovating and getting to the right place versus trying to kind of overanalyze before you even have the thought. Brilliant. You're so brilliant. I love it. That's true. Because because what we're doing is we're creating the emotional state so that we have access to the better thoughts. Yes. You know, you if you make the emotions and you make the feeling better, and sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's like, okay, I really am way too overtired. I'm crabby. I'm hating life. I'm hating everybody. I'm just going to go take a nap. (laughs) 
And that's that, you know, I've been there. you need to eat something like for me, that's it. We have all of our conversations at four o'clock here in this household is like, you're cranky. You need to eat. No, you're cranky. Mm-hmm. You need to eat. <laughs> you know? We I mean, need food. Know, that's right. Exactly. You know, so we just, what we try to say is just do the best you can and make it more fun and talk nicely to yourself and be here for the joy and make feeling good your first stop because you're going to be a better you and it's going to, you're going to live life more fully and it is just practical happiness is practical and so really find a way to make that your first stop because if you do everything else just unfolds easily after that you uh said something that really made my eyes go wide and it was um every thought is making the case for us or against us and i know we've been talking a lot about the ras but will you will you dig into what you meant by that because i don't, i thought that was really profound well, when you think that we have sixty to 90,000 thoughts a, a day that go through our heads, and the really shocking statistic is that 96% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had yesterday. And that so, blew my mind. Yeah. And so we the this is why it's so important to be a proactive thinker. And so when you think a thought, your brain takes it as truth, automatically 100% truth. And so every thought you think, it takes it literally. You know, if you say, I'm not smart or I'm not, uh, you know, in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, intuitive or I'm not creative or I don't measure up or they have more than I have, your brain doesn't know the difference. Like even saying those thoughts, I'm saying those sentences, I'm really aware like, okay, Dana, you can't say a, a sixth or seventh one because your brain starts to get momentum on that story then. And so, the, so you have to know that every thought you think is making a case for or against you. However, having said that, I want people to feel more hopeful around this. Here's what we've been discovering after working with literally tens and tens and tens of thousands of people around this is that you don't have to become like a Zen monk and get aware and think positively 50% of the time. Most of us are walking around unconscious 95 to 99% of the day, just completely unconscious, just, you know, going through the motions. Have you ever driven your car and you're partway down the road and you're like, how did I get here? Yes. And then I'm concerned. Like, do I always drive like this? Oh no. Yes. yes, it's That's unconscious. So if you can eke your awareness, if you can wake up and be a proactive thinker in your head, a half a percent more a day, literally a half a percent more a day, you will start to see ridiculous shifts and changes. You will feel like your life is just skyrocketing from just a little bit more awareness. So I don't want people to be afraid of their thoughts, but I do want people to be aware. And instead of going for the perfect language, go for the feel good. Just do what you can to feel good. You, you know, you wrote in the book um, about how it's also a choice. So you have a thought and you can decide whether or not that thought is accurate or if you accept it or not accept it, I think is the way you yes. said it. Yes. Um, and, and that was really, that was eye-opening for me. And I'll tell you, I, you know, I had one of my, oh my God, who am I to belong here moments. And I, you know, in my head, that's what I was thinking. And I had just finished reading that section. So I said to myself, no, thank you. I'm good. Yes. Like, I don't yes. accept that. I do belong here. And just being aware that those thoughts don't control me, that I, yes. get, I, I get to control my thoughts. Like who knew? Like that is so listeners. That is so incredible. When you realize that, that your thoughts don't own you. 
in that way. That's it. And that's the fun of this. And that's why we do the peacock feather experiment and the other, you know, the red roses or all those is because people know, like when I'm thinking about buying a car, I do see that car everywhere. Or gosh, I was pregnant and I saw pregnant women everywhere. But what they, what most people don't know is that you can do that yourself. You can have anything, you know, anything you want. Just thinking about it and with positive expectation, this is what the naturals do. You line those hundred people up against the wall who are at the top of their industries. Naturally, they think this way. And so you ask them, how did you do it? And they go LinkedIn because they don't think to say, oh, well, I just have a higher positive expectation than most of the population. And I think better thoughts. Nobody thinks to say that, you know. Right. But, but when you realize, like, yes, I can choose. I can choose right now. And maybe if I say the thought, you know, let's do the comparison one. Well, I'm as good as they are. Or maybe I say, like, there's nobody like me. And I can hear that little devil on my shoulder going, no, you're not. No, you're not. Okay, well, that's not an appropriate thought. That's not a thought that's going to be feel good. Well, I'm on my way. Well, I'm finding my way. I'm finding my own voice. I'm getting better at this. I'm getting better at this every day. It's getting easier. I like that it's getting easier. Now, those are thoughts that feel good. Run with those. So I, I would love to spend some time on dealing with other people as, you know, you and I get to know each other. You'll find that I, I think innovation has two sides to the coin. One is how do you become more innovative? But there's a, a really important second part that I think is not talked about enough, which is how do you communicate and buy in for your ideas and how do you become an innovator and actually ripple that out versus, you know, end up getting bogged down by some of the systems, the culture and other people around you. So I would love to hear your perspective. Well, here's the thing to think about, and you may or may not like this answer as may everybody else. So I'm just going to give you the cold, hard truth and you can take this where you take it. Okay. So we, here's what we know. What have we learned so far? Here's what we know. We all have reticular activating system in our head. And whatever we think about and whatever we talk about, that RAS looks for proof of it in the outside world for us. It looks for it. And so this doesn't only apply to our life circumstances, like I'm so busy or I don't have any clients or all my clients are broke, so it's looking for broke clients. It doesn't only apply to the way we are as people. It applies to the things we say about other people, too. Mm, right. So I'll tell you a little story that will bring drive this home. I had a friend, friends for 25 years, and I started to notice when I was on the phone with her that she was so negative, and it was just bumming me out. And I'd talk to my man about it. I'd be like, oh, my God, I think I'm going to have to stop being friends with her, and it's really sad. And yada, 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 on and on and on, story, story, story. And then I woke up, and I went, oh, my gosh, Dana, you know better. You can't keep talking about her in that way and expect for her to show up any other way for you. So I knew, like, I had brain training to do. So I'm like, okay, I remembered all her quirky habits, and she's a practical joker, and she's got all these weird hobbies, and all the funny times we had together, like, she loves to laugh. And so no big surprise, next phone call I got on with her was a great discussion. We had so much fun. We laughed. But here was the surprising part. One point in the conversation, I caught myself, and I was just about to ask her about her partner and her daughter, the two things she was super, super negative about. And I realized in that moment, oh my gosh, who's the negative one? I have been bringing out all this negative stuff because my expectations that she's negative. So the thoughts I think to ask her are questions that are going to bring out the negativity. Oh my gosh, totally busted, right? So you're, uh, we get sometimes in the entrepreneurial world, like my spouse is not supportive. 
And right. I say, you if you continue to say that story, if you continue to say my spouse isn't supportive or he or she doesn't support me or she doesn't like what I do, there is your brain is going, aye, aye, Captain, I got it. Let me notice and look for all the times they aren't supportive. But if you intentionally train your brain about the people around you, you are going to show up in the world differently, just like I showed up in the world differently for my friend, and you're going to get a different response from people because your expectation is going to be different. So if you want people to show up differently, you know, there's there's the school of thought that would say, well, cut everybody out of your life that's negative, and I'm not saying that's not necessarily good advice, but what I am saying is you won't even have negative people around you anymore when you start expecting people to be positive and loving and supportive. So I'm, I'm almost speechless because I think it's really interesting to think of, <clears throat> excuse me, like if you change the canvas, it changes the painting, period. Yes. So if you change how you perceive those people, then not only, if I hear you right, not only are you seeing them for the things that you like about them or the things that are positive about them and not focusing on the negative, but I have to imagine it's going to end up changing their response back to you as well. So it's not yes. just you looking through a different lens, but they're actually responding to different stimulus. So they're by no choice really going to respond differently. Well, it does. And I, and I, I think your work in that and you know, what we're trying to do as well is so it's so powerfully simple. Um, and I think all too often we are, you know, you look at all the self-help type stuff out there, not all of it, but a lot of it. And it's very much about adding a tool to your toolkit. Like here's one mm. more tool. If you do this tool, <laughs> you'll get results. And oh, now if you do this tool, you'll get results. And I've never found any of that stuff to work. And it really wasn't until I just walked away from a lot of that and said, okay, who am I? And how can I be my best given who yeah. I am? And it was, yeah, and yeah. that was a, sh a big shift for me in my life. Yes. Oh my gosh. It is so awesome. And here you are. And now here we are, we're having this fun conversation together. And there's so many other people out there. Like I have without a shadow of a doubt, you're attracting teachers and uplifters and people who are out there spreading the love and they have so much to give. And this is a jumping off point now, you know, be nice to yourself and talk, talk good things and have good expectations and be love and spread love because that is what you are. I mean, gosh, what a what a wonderful yeah. mission. Well, and and I will tell you, as those on Launch Street know me, no, I am very practical. I'm a I'm a free spirit wrapped up in a Type A, so <laughs> I love the practical and the give me the act. Like I don't don't give me the fluff. Like I love the soft, but don't give me the fluff. And the thing that I loved about your work, and I think what really attracted me to it, is it's not just the things to do, but the why behind it, like the reticular activating and so many more. But that, to me, it's not even just a matter of credibility. It, it made me really understand how to apply it versus just trying to cut and paste yeah, what you said yeah. in your book. It, and that, that's a big difference. It was important to me, too. Because, I mean, I, people would be like, oh, she's airy-fairy and all feel good. But there's that side of me that I, like, I really want to know, like, how yeah. does this work? You know, I if you explain it to me how it works, I want to, then I'm, I'm in. I, you'll get buy-in from me. And so it, I'm glad. I really appreciate it. I feel the same way. I might even have to start using that, a free spirit wrapped up in a yeah, yeah. and <laughs> taking notes, taking notes like, right now. Someone said the other day, do you want... Do, you know, can you be spontaneous? And my response was, sure, if you tell me when. I was like, oh, yeah. God, I just said that. <laughs> Die laughing. All right, but before we have to go, where do you want people to go to learn more and connect with you? 
Well, you know, if you go to DanaWild.com, you're going to learn about me with Wild with an E at the end. But if you go to DanaWild.com slash Tamara, you will get oh. the Train Your Brain audiobook for free. Even my better. Price. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's really exciting, I have to say, because this book is phenomenal and a really easy read. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was really easy to go through, and it could have well, also I been, I, all I the lost chapters, lots of time. But. All the chapters are like three or four pages, you know, because yeah. I did that thing where it's like you get to the end, you're like, oh, I could read one more. It's only three pages. I could yeah. read one more. <laughs> I felt a little bit like my Netflix, Netflix binge watching. Like, it's just one more episode. I was like, I'll just do one more chapter. Just one more. <laughs> it's totally, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what happened. Um, oh. Okay, I can't even believe um, we're at the end because there's so much juiciness in this, and we're obviously going to have you back, but for now... What's the one mind experiment, as you call them, that listeners can do right now to help shift them? Well, I think the the most fun one or the easiest one is to do the it's so easy one. I would mm. really just do that for the next 72 hours. The next 72 hours, just pick, pick something that you want in your life. And, you know, finding love is so easy. Making money is so easy. Losing weight is so easy. And make yourself laugh. Make it fun. And make it funny. And just know, like, you've totally got this. You're going to think negative thoughts. Every day, I think negative thoughts. And when you do, don't be like, cancel, cancel, pop, pop, or beat yourself up. Instead, celebrate and go, oh, my gosh, I just woke up. I just identified that I had a negative thought. It's so great. There it is. I see you. I'm not walking around unconscious anymore. Everything you're doing is just play. We're just here on the great adventure. And so bang around and, you know, stay the course. You're doing fine. I think that's a great exercise for all of us to do. And I cannot wait to hear people's results. Dana, this has been more than a pleasure. I just, as I said in the beginning, like I just, I'm a total stalker. I was so excited to have you on the show. (laughs) Oh, I'm a big fan of yours too. Thanks so much for having me. Congratulations. By listening to this podcast, you took another step towards becoming an everyday innovator. To leap forward, visit www.gotolaunchstreet.com and take the Innovation Quotient Edge Assessment to discover your unique everyday innovator style and access the Everyday Innovator Digital Magazine for the top tools, insights, and inspiration at your fingertips 24-7. Tomorrow, we'll be back with another Everyday Innovator conversation soon. In the meantime, if you got a nugget of value out of this podcast, let Tamara know by leaving a five-star review and comment. Your review equals more guests, more listens, bigger impact. Until next time.